Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin ve salatu ve selamu ala seyyidina Muhammed ve ala alihi ve ashabihi ecma'in. Eşhedü en la ilahe illallah, estağfirullah, Allahümme inni eseluke'l cennet ve a'udhu bike minel nar. Eşhedü en la ilahe illallah, estağfirullah, Allahümme inni eseluke'l cennet ve a'udhu bike minel nar. Eşhedü en la ilahe illallah, estağfirullah, Allahümme inni eseluke'l cennet ve a'udhu bike minel nar. Elhamdülillah. In tonight's recitation, Suratul Mu'minun, the surah of the believers, was commenced and completed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Qad aflah al-mu'minun. Most certainly the believers, the mu'minin, have achieved success. So the first condition for success in the akhirah is iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the iman entails those things we learned when we were small, which we call iman mufassal, amantu billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi wal yawmil akhir. Belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has no partner, he does not resemble his creation, he is free from any defects. And he is beginningless, endless, and the possessor of the perfect attributes. And we believe in the malaika, the angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has created from nur. And their tasks, as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, varies in the heavens and the earth. They have got different tasks given to them by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some are carrying the arsh. Some are carrying out tasks in this world and some in the heavens. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, ما في السماء موضع أربع أصابع إلا وفيه ملك قائم أو راكع أو ساجد. There isn't a space of four fingers in the heavens except that there are malaika in the posture of qiyam, ruku or sujood. So the sky above us is filled with malaika. So bringing iman in malaika is part of the integrals of our iman. وَكُتُبِهِ the scriptures that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, all of them as they were at the time of revelation. We believe in the scriptures as they were revealed to the Anbiya alayhim salatu wasalam at that time of revelation, not after it was perhaps corrupted. Not perhaps, they were all corrupted. وَرُسُلِهِ And the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to bring iman in all of them from Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam. And there are many prophets whose names we do not know. وَكُلَّنَّ نَقُصُّ عَلَيْكَ مِنْ أَنْبَاءِ الرُّسُلِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the stories of the Anbiya alayhi salam was to comfort the heart of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. مِنْهُمْ مَنْ قَصَصْنَا عَلَيْكَ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ لَمْ نَقْصُصْ عَلَيْكَ And there were some that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't inform us of their names. But more than 120,000 Anbiya alayhi salatu wa salam that were sent, we have to have iman in all of them. And also the, the characteristics and qualities that is necessary for a Nabi to possess, that he is infallible and does not possess any sins. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has protected them from sins. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, made every Nabi the most beautiful of his community, the most eloquent, and with the most beautiful voice, each Nabi in his time. So, آمَنْتُ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ إِمَانٍ in the day of Qiyamah. And then, وَالْقَدْرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ مِنَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى To believe in taqdeer and faith, that which is in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which never changes. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills will happen. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills not to happen can never happen. Wal-ba'ath ba'd al-mawt and resurrection after our death. So these are briefly the integrals of our iman. When this is intact, a person has the key to, to entrance into Jannah. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us the other qualities which are required to, uh, for, for a person to be able to secure that success that Allah promises in this verse. الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ the believers are those 
who have khushu' in their salah. Khushu' means we translate it as devotion, but the ulama explain it as the heart and the limbs being focused and synchronized. So one is the heart is focused on what is being recited, what is being perform- uh, uh, read in ruku and sujood. And also the body is in sync with the, with the heart. And this is why once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he saw a man performing salah and then playing with his beard. And then he said, لَوْ خَشَعَ قَلْبُ هَذَا لَخَشَعَتْ جَوَارِحُهُ If this person had khushu', if he had devotion and concentration in his salah, if his heart was focused to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his limbs would have also been focused. And so we are taught in salah that we look at the place of sujood in the various postures. There are places that we look to, to keep ourselves focused. We don't close our eyes. And we don't close our eyes so that we do not become oblivious of this dunya also. So the salah is the exercise for the successful human being in this world. So in salah we are taught by Rasulullah sallallahu to look at a particular point. Although sometimes the, the salah, like mashallah our imams, when they recite, if you close your eyes, you feel like you're going to another dunya. You don't want them to stop. May Allah give them barakah and increase them, inshallah, and protect them. So, but we are taught by Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa that although there's a spiritual and the ruhani aspect of our salah, we're still, we're still in this dunya. Similarly, out of the salah, out of salah in our life, we do not become such recluses that we detach ourselves completely from dunya and just walking around with a tasbih and saying, subhanallah, and... That is not what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam We do not become rabbis and monks in Islam But our heart is attached to Allah Like in salah, the heart is focused And this takes a lot of training and preparation This is why in sharia we are taught To do a lot of nafil salah also The preparation for the fard is in the nafil And the perfection of the fard on the day of qiyamah Will come through the nafil All the weaknesses in our fara'id On the day of qiyamah Whatever nawafil we made That will be a means of uh, repairing the damage of the defected salah that we come with on the day of Qiyamah. May Allah give us all tawfiq, inshallah. Another important thing, respected brothers, is if we've got fard salah that we have missed in the past, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us tawfiq, we realize that it was due to um, our negligence and our weakness, we need to make qada of that salah. So whenever we have a chance, then we need to, uh, in, in, instead of doing a nafil salah, for example, at the time of tahajjud, do a qada salah. Because the qada of a fard salah is also, is also fard. In other words, if it's a fard salah that we must, then the obligation to make up that fard is also obligatory. So it doesn't because we must it, we say, okay, no, it's maf, we'll, we'll make istighfar and tawbah and we just carry on. And we're doing lots of awabin and we're doing tahajjud. There should be a bit of a balance. We do our sunnah mu'akkada and then ensure that the, at the time of nafil, we, we give preference to the salah which we, which we have missed. And then, many times a person wants to make up for the missed salah. And he finds it difficult. I don't know how to make up. There's so much of my salah that I missed. But he should firstly take solace from the fact that Allah has given him tawfiq. So that regret in his heart is itself a sign of tawbah. Then do a, a practical exercise by noting down, estimating more or less, this is the amount of salah that I didn't perform. And then start noting it down when you're performing the qada. In that way, shaitan doesn't play tricks with a person. After a few days, you say, Ish, I don't know how many salahs did I, did I make. I'll start again next month. And that also gets left. So the procrastination and the delay is sometimes a tactic of shaitan, not now, later. So the second quality for the perfection of iman is May Allah grant us all khushu' in our salah and all our ibadah, insha'Allah. Those people who have an aversion, they turn away from those things which do not benefit them. 
Laghu means something which doesn't benefit you in your deen or your dunya. So a person indulges in such a thing in which there is absolutely no benefit. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Min husni islam mar'i tarkuhu ma la A sign of the beauty of the Islam of an individual is that he avoids those things which do not concern him. So if it's not his business, he doesn't get involved. And if it's something that's not going to benefit him in his dunya or his deen, he stays away from it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. The third quality of these mu'mineen perfecting and acquiring success by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are those who fulfill the injunction of zakah. Many of the scholars have, have posed a question that uh, this particular surah is a Makki surah revealed in Makkah Mukarramah, but zakah became obligatory in Medina. So how come there's a verse of zakat in the, the surah which was revealed in Mecca? So they say that the initial instruction of zakat was revealed in Mecca Mukarramah. The details thereof with regards to a year passing or having a zakatable amount in your possession for a period of one year, that was revealed. The details thereof was revealed in Medina Munawwara. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the instruction of uh, discharging the zakat which is obligatory. And Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhumah says that nation that does not discharge their zakah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will deprive them from beneficial rain. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِفُرُوجِهِمْ حَافِظُونَ إِلَّا عَلَىٰ أَزْوَاجِهِمْ أَوْ مَا مَلَكَتْ أَيْمَانُهُمْ فَإِنَّهُمْ غَيْرُ مَلُومِينَ Amongst the characteristics of the successful believers are the ones who protect and safeguard their chastity and their private parts, except for those avenues that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had made halal for them. If uh, they use those avenues in, in the form of nikah, then those are avenues which are permissible avenues for a person's physical desires to be fulfilled. And any other way of fulfilling one's desire would result in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anybody who searches for a way of satisfying himself, other than the way which is permissible, they have overstepped the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the last one, or the second last one is, those believers are the ones who take into consideration and they take care of the amanat and trust which have been placed in their trust. And the amana, whether it be in the form of a monetary amana, somebody has given you some money and requested that you take care of it, or any other particular commodity or goods, or even a secret. Somebody asks you to, to keep a secret. And this is something we are very weak in. Everybody thinks, I'll tell the person, just don't tell anyone. And everybody ends up knowing because everybody tells everybody, don't tell anyone. And uh, Rasulullah says, among the signs of a munafiq, Allah protect us from nifaq. When he speaks, then he lies. And when he makes a promise, then he breaks the promise. He said, no, wallah, kassam. And then that, the, the, the scene on that kassam is like so hard that that person is convinced, no, definitely this person is going to pay me. He's going to give my money back. And the next minute he's uh, phoning you from overseas, and no, no, I'm making dua for you, inshallah. I just well, had uh, uh, some dini activities to attend to, and he's not paying the debt uh, which, which he's supposed to be paying. So the amana is one of the most important things in the life of a Muslim. A Muslim, is, his word is his honor. When we say that I'm going to do this, unless there's a valid excuse, but we do not duck and dive from our responsibilities. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَلَىٰ صَلَوَاتِهِمْ يُحَافِظُونَ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commences with khushu' in salah. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, these mu'mineen, they are the ones who safeguard and protect their salah. This is one request I have, respected brothers, from the month of Ramadan now. Let us make the intention after the month of Ramadan, we're not going to miss any salah in the masjid, inshallah. May Allah give us all tawfiq, inshallah. And if we miss it in the masjid, at least make the intention to perform it on its time. And our mothers and sisters that are listening, make the intention that when the time of salah commences, you perform the salah immediately. Don't say, oh, let me cook first, feed the children first, change them first, and... And then that salah gets delayed. So inculcate the importance of performing salah on its time. When the salah time commences, then our respected mothers and sisters also, whatever it is, show your children that there's an environment of salah in the house. So those will be the same children, inshallah. When they grow up, they will have the love of coming to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a ni'mah that Allah has given us. We can come freely to the masjid. We can talk about the, any verse of the Qur'an without any hesitation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, given us this bounty. So gratitude for this is to maintain and look after and to stand with istiqamah. Istiqamah with steadfastness is actually gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, humul warithun. These are the true heirs and inheritors of Jannatul Firdaus. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst them. Uh, in this uh, tonight's recitation, there was also verses related to Ummul Mu'minin Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha. But inshallah, on another time we will discuss uh, some parts of the rank and status of Ummul Mu'mineen Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha and how the munafiqeen of that time uh, falsely accused her of wrongdoing and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed more than 10 verses to express her purity and chastity which will be recited till the day of Qiyamah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instill in our hearts the love for the, for the family and the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and give us the ability to emulate them and practice on their lifestyle insha'Allah. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.